This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. I'm Keith Peters with a tax tip from SRN News. You look forward to that tax refund you get from the IRS, right? Well, according to Chuck Bentley, CEO of the largest Christian financial institution in the world, Crown, you're giving too much of your money to Uncle Sam. The average refund in 2014 was $3,034. That's about $250 a month that you're sending to the government and then you're celebrating when they send it back to you in April. So give yourself a raise, adjust the withholding from your paycheck, or if you're self-employed, adjust your quarterly estimated payments to get as close to a zero tax refund as possible. He says there are several websites available that can help you get to that zero threshold. Tomorrow, the question we'll be asking is, should you file online? That's Tax Tips. I'm Keith Peters, SRN News. Relevant, alive, and real. Teaching practical, biblical wisdom dealing with the realities of everyday life, spirit, soul, and body. Be inspired, motivated, and encouraged to take your life to the next level. Divine Purpose with your host, Natalie Vaughn. Praise the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am so excited to be in the studio with you on this incredible um, first weekend, actually, of March. And uh, we've got an exciting show planned. It is, uh, we're talking about wisdom and finance. We've got a conference coming up the last weekend of this month that deals with your finances. How to really get yourself in order. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastic that money answers all things. You know, the first time I heard that, it was absolutely incredible. I could hardly believe it as a young believer, how you kind of think that faith and wisdom and all kind of other things that, you know, the Bible entails love, joy, peace, all of that. But it says money answers all things. And when you have money, you have a lot less headache. There's a lot more solutions that you can cause to situations than there are problems. And uh, I tell you, if somebody's mad at you, you can send them flowers, and all of a sudden a smile will happen. You know, if there's something else going on in your relationships, you can take your loved one to dinner. And, you know, you can smooth things out, but you've got to have money to do that. And so this day, we're going to be talking about wisdom in finances, and we're dealing with our actual um, program. I've got some exciting, exciting guests with me here in the studio. Um, our first one that we're going to talk to is uh, Walter Stargell, and he is with Smart Investment Advisors over in Southfield, Michigan, and he t- is going to talk about the health care reform, a little bit about health care. He's going to be one of our, our presenters and uh, vendors at this program at the end of the month. Uh, and um, Walter, welcome. Welcome to the program. Hello, hello. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you today. I tell you, um, you know, Cedric Robinson, yourself, and a couple of team members, I was with you yesterday, and you all just do a dynamic job at setting up fun.
financial wisdom, planning, retirement, um, education, how to send your kids to college, and you can fund that even through insurance policies, which is an absolutely remarkable thing. Thank you. Um, 401ks, IRAs, how to, you know, prepare yourself sincerely for retirement so the government doesn't eat up that money, you know, that you got on your 401k, how to offset that with your insurance. I mean, there's just a lot of wisdom. You know, wisdom is the principal thing. You got to have wisdom to make sure that you can navigate yourself through life and circumstances now. And that's what I really want to talk about uh, in today's program. Right now, Walter, you know, you kind of focus over there on the health situation. And, you know, it says if you don't have, you know, if you don't have health and physical strength in your body, you really can't do a whole lot, you know. And there's one thing that really makes a big difference to that, and that is that making sure that you're taking care of yourself from a health perspective. We just got news, and I wanted you to come into the studio and just share with us a little bit about with the health care reform. You know, people don't realize how absolutely incredibly important that is to subsidizing your health care. I mean, you can be taxed on it. This is the first year. This is the first year that, you yes. know, people are getting taxed on yes. their health uh, insurance, not having it. So talk to us a little about the importance of that. So just to give you a brief overview of what the marketplace or Obamacare entails is it allows individuals with pre-existing conditions to have health care. Okay. That's huge. That's huge. That has never happened ever before. Wow. You're always discriminated against if you had cancer, if you had diabetes, if you had a, a heart attack in the past. Wow. Now all of those things are covered okay. under your health insurance. But it's only during the open enrollment period, okay. which takes place every year from November 15th through February 15th. Okay. Now, I know people inquire all the time, why is there, you know, an, an open and a close to that? You know, do you have any, any knowledge about why they have just a certain season of time that you can enroll in the program? Yes. Yeah, since you get fined now for not having health care, um, they set together a, a certain parameter of time for you to not have coverage mm-hmm. so you can actually get coverage. Okay. So. The mandate right now is if you don't have health care for more than nine months continuously, uh, you'll be fine. Okay. So individuals that had did not have health care in 2014, uh, they will get a fine this coming tax year. And as you sit down with your tax preparer and your tax advisors, you will, they will ask you the question, did you have health care? Mm-hmm. And you will be sent a 1095A from the government if you did have a subsidy um, through the Obamacare website. Okay, okay. That's really important. And I think the other major reason, too, of why, um, you know, the open enrollment season is really has to do with that if you have a pre-existing condition. Yes. You know, a pre-existing condition, you could have cancer. You know, you could have True. diabetes. You could have high blood pressure. You could have hypertension, all kinds of things that are pre-existing. And there are no qualifications, no stipulations now. Every single healthcare company has to accept you with yes. pre-existing conditions. That's yes. incredible. Um, you know, you all are going to be one of our presenters, actually, um, dealing with a little bit of the healthcare as well as the financial planning um, portions of um, the program at the meeting, the end of the month last Saturday of this month. We're going to be talking about it later in the show. And uh, I'm so thankful that you came in, Walter, to talk to me today about this particular issue, mm-hmm. healthcare. You're going to be there to uh, sign up, folks, because uh, there's a special enrollment happening. Give us the True. dates again on that. So there is a special enrollment happening from March 15th through April 30th. Okay. Uh, this is for specifically for individuals that begin a fine uh, for the previous year for not having insurance. So if they did not apply for insurance yet this year um, and they attest on their tax form 
that they were paying a penalty and they did not know about the penalty, okay, they can qualify for insurance still. Okay. So it's kind of the folks that were kind of left out and didn't really know that there is a season. You said yes. March the 15th until mm-hmm. April the 30th. How can folks get in touch with you, Walter, to get this great coverage? So they can contact us at by email by info at smartinvestmentadvisors.com. That is, again, info at smartadvisors.com investments.com. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for coming in. We appreciate that. We'll have that information as well too on our website. God bless you. And we're going to break here in just a moment. We've got another really special guest coming up talking about how to buy a house in this great season. Looking for a beautiful home or condominium? Contact Community Choice Realty 586-610-9188 with offices in Livonia and Birmingham. Community Choice Realty for all of your real estate and mortgage needs. 586-610-9188. Community Choice Realty, helping your community grow. Contact them at 586-610-9188. That's 586-610-9188. All right, I am back. This is Natalie Vaughn with Divine Purpose International. Today we are talking about wisdom in finance. And uh, this is really incredible because today I've got a very, very special guest, actually two, um, on one on the phone from Columbus, Ohio, Brian Hitchcock um, and with uh, First Bexley Bank. And also here in the studio with me is uh, Clyde Montgomery from First Securities Mortgage. And they are incredible people that talk about how you can position yourself in this time to buy a home. This is a, an incredible time right now. Folks are using their tax returns for down payments and um, positioning themselves. I mean, we just came out of a storm a few years ago, and now we're at the end of this thing, and now it's time to recover and recover all. You know, the Bible says pursue, overtake, and recover all, and part of that is your home ownership. And uh, certainly Clyde Montgomery is here to talk about how to do that. How are you doing today? Fantastic, Natalie. Praise God. Praise God. I'm excited to have you here in the studio with me. Tell me, what are some of the new attitudes that some of the banks have um, towards actually getting buyers qualified? Well, you know, a couple of years ago, we went through a restructure of the mortgage business, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people were getting becoming predators. Mm-hmm. So what the banks did is they regulated things more. Mm-hmm. They made sure that when you talk with someone like myself, a mm-hmm. loan officer, a mm-hmm. uh, broker, that they are licensed. Yes. So I would say the majority of the things that they did was put regulations in place that will secure a person's investment. Okay. They're going to make sure that everybody's knowledgeable about what is being handled. You know, your finances, home ownership is one of the largest investments that you'll make in your life. That's absolutely correct. And so making sure that the person that you're dealing with is a qualified individual, you know, through the state and, and also, um, you know, multiple tests that I know that you have to take to make sure that that's, um, you know, things are in property in place as far as your knowledge base. Now, I know that for a long time, you know, after all the foreclosures and all, all of that good stuff, now, you know, FHA laws have changed. With FHA, you can get a great mortgage at what are the scores now? Well, they have them starting at 620 okay. for most banks. Okay. But being a broker, we have lenders who will go as low as 580. Wow. But with that, there's some things that you that are required. Okay. You must have a mortgage history, mortgage history or a rental history. Okay. Um, most of the times, you have to have some type of reserve. Uh, a 580 score is a low score, 
what most lenders would say, but with brokers, it's something that can be done. Okay. Okay. That's pretty impressive. You know, I, I know that people are usually afraid of the credit, the almighty credit. And what the credible is about, there are three, TransUnion, Equifax, and TRW. That's and correct. what those basically say or what's going to make the difference in what your interest rate is and how much you have to put down. Absolutely. So tell me at this point, what are some of the advice and recommendations that you would give folks to, you know, position themselves to buy a home in this season? Well, if you're ready to buy a home, you know, the the Bible says we're to be the borrower and not the lender. Mm -hmm. I equate that to we're to be homeowners and not renters. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you want to do is find out where you stand credit wise. Okay. You simply do that by having someone like myself pull your credit, find out where your credit is, and at that time, tell you the necessary things that you need to do in order to get your credit or yourself credit worthy. Mm -hmm. um, most of us think that cash is king. Uh, in America, that's not true. Mm -hmm. You have to have credit. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how much money you have, if you don't go to a bank or a lender mm -hmm. with a decent credit score, you won't get financed. Mm -hmm. Because what credit does, it shows us exactly how you pay. Mm -hmm. And if you have a bad pay history, it's going to come up on your credit report. That's right. Credit is credibility. I mean, that's what it is. It's just simply showing your stewardship over how you handle your bills. Exactly. You know, everyone, you know, has issues. You know, you go through job loss, you go through layoff, you go through downsizing. And so sometimes I know when you look at a credit report, you can see things on there where, you know, people have gone through slow pays and then they've gotten to a, a point where they can recover. And, you know, purchasing a home at this time, and we're going to have another great presenter at the program at the end of this month talking about how to actually restore your credit yourself, mm -hmm. how you can do a few great basic things to get on top of that. So you can have a 620 FICA score, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, having that credibility. So what else would you recommend that, um, you know, a person do to position themselves? I would also recommend that they begin to think of the future. And once they decide that home ownership is what they're going after, mm -hmm. to start saving some money. Okay. Because there are, you know, there are some first time home buyer programs out there. Um, however, most lenders want to see cash, mm -hmm. some type of reserve that they have that they can pay, you know, two, three months down the line. Right. That's right. That's right. And reserve simply means having, you know, 90 days worth of mortgage payment. Exactly. If you want to equate it, you could say if your mortgage is a thousand dollars, you need to have in a bank at least three thousand dollars, which would equate to two months worth of reserves. Okay, okay. What do you feel about this land contract? That's a big thing right here, especially in the state of Michigan. Brian, we're gonna bring you in just a second and talk about some other states that you're covering also, but tell me about that. I think land contracts are great mm -hmm. for the person who doesn't have the credit, mm -hmm. who's working on their credit. Yes. And Nowadays, with a broker or with some banks, mm -hmm. you can actually refi yourself out of that land contract and become a homeowner. Yeah. You know, I work with a lot of people who are in land contracts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all I tell them is we look at their credit. We assess where they're at at that particular time that they're going into their land contract. Mm -hmm. We give them a year. We say you need to do this, this, and this. You need to correct this. Create some trade lines. Mm -hmm. And after a year, we look at their credit, and we pay off the landlord. 
That's great. That's great. I believe in, in, in land contracts as well. I think it's a great thing because it enables a person who, because it takes time to build credit. Exactly. It takes that time to, to get back online and get that 625 to score. It's all possible, totally. And it doesn't take more than six months, really, maximum to make that happen if you're a diligent and wise steward. And that's what it's really all about. And I'm really excited because I believe in the power of information. You know, I was in a meeting yesterday and um, someone shared with me, as a matter of fact, Cedric Robinson, who is the CEO of uh, Smart investment advisors. He talked about a statistic how, you know, there were 20% of people that lost their home. They just simply made bad decisions, you know, over this downsizing economy. And sometimes they don't have any um, real, you know, they look back and say, oh, if I just would have known this, if I just would have made a better choice, if I just would have done something different, and we would have had a different outcome. And here I know in the state of Michigan, there's a, you know, it's, it's a six months redemption on properties. Yes. So there's a way to actually redeem your home, still live in it for six months, and it goes back in your name. Correct. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. Absolutely. So tell me, tell me, Clyde, what, what, how would you, at this point, if someone comes into your office, what's the process? The first process is I pull your credit. Okay. Once we determine if you're credit worthy, mm-hmm. at that point, we issue a pre-approval letter. Okay. Okay. We verify your job history. Mm-hmm. We verify the money that you have in a bank. Okay. You know, it used to be where you could say, um, I have $2,000 and send that into a lender. They want proper proof. Okay. By proper proof, I mean you need to have at least two months worth of bank statements when you go in to see a broker or a bank. Okay. Um, at that point, I'd issue them a pre-approval and put them with a realtor. Okay. Okay. So the pre-approval is the first thing that needs to happen. That's the first thing. No yeah. realtor will talk to you in today's market without a pre-approval. Right, right. They just won't talk to you. Because that's the only way you're going to know how much money you can, what kind of house you can afford. Exactly. You know, you've got to see someone and know what you can afford. So bringing in the financial statements, the bank statements, the credit report. Your W-2s. Okay. Your last two-year tax returns. Okay. And we can sit down and within 15 minutes I can tell you exactly where you're at how much you qualify for, okay, and point you in the right direction. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Clyde Montgomery for Securities. Does this cost anything to make this happen? This is absolutely free. That's awesome. What is the number that folks can get a hold of you? You can reach us at 734-217-0437. Repeat that for me. 734-217-0437. Awesome. That's awesome. I am so delighted to have you share that information because wisdom and knowledge is power. And the more information, the more wisdom you have by professionals that can really instruct you, the nuts and bolts on how to move forward in the things that you want to make sure that you are having a solid foundation in your life. I'm going to bring on the line with me. I've got really another really awesome, awesome um, loan officer out of Columbus, Ohio. Brian Hitchcock, are you there? Yes, Natalie. Happy to be with you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, I know we're doing some business also in Columbus, and uh, you do some things all over. You've got a couple of different states. I just read an email you sent me. Tell me about that. Yeah, we have multiple states that we lend in, although uh, the majority of my lending is in central Ohio. I can lend all throughout Michigan, uh, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, uh, Florida, in several other states. Uh, so I have a, a, a kind of a wide open array of uh, places I can lend. Um, and then we have also our portfolio loans that we do uh, more locally, just uh, 
Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana with those. You know, I, we've got a lot of snowbirds here. It's it's terrible outside today. It's snowing and wintry and freezing, and I know it's there the same with you. And we have a lot of people that buy properties in Florida, you know, and, uh, you know, that's a great thing to know. Um, Brian, tell us about some of the things that we were discussing earlier. You know, you mentioned that you've got a couple of programs when it comes to condos, and um, yeah. that's kind of a unique situation. Tell Tell me about that. It's it's appropriate that you mention the people that are going to Florida and condos in the same breath because there are so many condo uh, complexes in Florida and a lot of people that travel back and forth don't want to do the maintenance on a home. They want somebody else to take care of the yard and the roof and uh, the exterior of their property, and those condos come in handy. Mm-hmm. Um, what we had discussed earlier was the, uh, the term warrantable versus non-warrantable condos. Um, and uh, conforming and non-conforming are the same words. So what those mean are that Fannie Mae has deemed that they can loan on a condo complex by saying it's warrantable or conforming, or they deem that they will not loan on that complex by saying it's non-warrantable or non-conforming, which has caused a lot of problems for buyers in the past few years who think they're approved with a lender, and they end up not being able to close on the loan because the property throws them out, not because the loan officer hasn't done a good job. Clyde and I both know you sit down, you do a great job, and you get them pre-approved, but the property can throw that loan right off uh, off track. So um, with the non-warrantable condos, I do at least have an answer and uh, can offer a portfolio loan that can help people get into that uh, home uh, may or may not become warrantable in the future, but at least they can make their purchase and feel happy about it. You know, that's a real big deal here. We hear about non-warrantable properties in Michigan quite a bit. You know, what makes a home, what makes a property, a condo, non-warrantable? What is that? It is a great question. There are so many reasons that a property can become non-warrantable. Probably the most common that we see is that there are too many renters in the complex versus owners. Um, That typically uh, tips over at 50%. So once you have more than half renters, uh, the condos are no longer warrantable. Sometimes it's because the developer hasn't sold all of the units yet. Brand new condo complex, high end, uh, you know, they're selling for 300000 but only two of them have sold out of 20. That would be non-warrantable. Um, sometimes they are non-warrantable because of one person or entity owning more than 10%. An investor came in early and invested. They bought a number of units, and that ends up being more than 10%. There are all sorts of other criteria that have to do with the insurance and and with uh, the reserve accounts and things like that. But those are the most common three that I see. Well, that's a lot. That's that's huge. You know, because um, that's that's a huge question. You know, folks ask. You know, here why is why why what's non warrantable? Why is this property you know deemed? And a lot of lenders can't do anything with that, and it becomes a stumbling block. You know, and then you know real estate agents have to scramble and find a new home. So it's very very interesting. Now tell me about you know when it comes to and we're doing a lot of here in Michigan like properties where there are. Um, Situations actually where um, husband and wife divorce. Um, we talked a little bit about ways to get away from, you know, having to, because uh, there's obviously certain laws with dower rights, you know. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. 
I think uh, I think Ohio and Michigan are maybe one of the last few states that still uh, have dower rights, and dower rights are simply the rights of a spouse, mm-hmm. um, regardless of uh, the situation in the marriage. If uh, if you are still married to somebody, then they have a right to any real property that you own. Um, death and divorce are the only two ways out of that right, and sometimes uh, divorce is not an option, and, and death certainly shouldn't be an option. Um, so you, if you want to acquire a property uh, but keep it safe from those dower rights, uh, then a trust is a, a very handy way to do that. Um, putting a property into a trust has multiple uh, functions. It protects you against uh, possible lawsuits from outside because it has an anonymity with it. So the name of your trust doesn't have to be your name. The name of your trust can be the property address or some other name. Um, so first thing is that your spouse would not have to sign dower. The second thing is that it is an anonymous way to own a property without uh, having to put your name on that property. Uh, the third benefit is that it would circumvent any title issues later on. You can assign your interest or benefit in a trust to somebody else. Uh, so in the event of your death or uh, inability to make decisions, somebody else can make decisions about that property for you. Um, and uh, I just recently had uh, a property that was put into a trust at purchase. They bought it cash, and now they want to get financing, and that's the fourth benefit is that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the conforming lenders, will allow for a property to be in a trust. And so that is a very convenient way to get 30-year fixed-rate financing and still keep the property in the trust name. That's um, very good to know because when it comes to death, uh, a lot of people lose their homes because they don't know how to handle that, even putting someone you mentioned earlier about even on the title work while someone's still living is a way to avoid uh, going through prorate. Is that correct? Correct. If you have ownership interest uh, provided to somebody else, along with you know, you can stay on title and remain on title and own the property yourself. But you can add a son or a daughter or somebody of trust to that uh, title, so that if something should happen to you, then the ownership of that home passes seamlessly to the other person. It does not have to wait for probate. Uh, probate court. You don't have to have a will in place to direct who's going to have ownership. You've already directed it before anything happens to you. That's great. This has been so valuable. Thank you so much. Brian Hitchcock, how can one get a hold of you? Well, and I, I'll correct uh, the bank name. The First Bexley Bank was actually acquired by First Financial Bank, so I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, First Financial Bank is the, the bank you can search under, or I can be reached. I use a talk, text, or email at uh, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at 614-260-5537.com. So you can text that number. You can call that number or you can email to that email. Say that number one more time for me, Brian. I, pr- I appreciate the correction. It was First Bexley. That's right. It was acquired by your bank. Say it one more time for me. Yep. First Financial Bank. Mm-hmm. And the, the email is Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at 614-260-5537.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I am so excited that um, this information is power, you know, and once you know how to make quality decisions uh, regarding your finances, you know, God has great things in store for you. Your yesterday does not have to be your tomorrow. Reach out to me, Natalie Vaughn, on Facebook or calling at 877-627-6275. That number again is 1-877-627-6275. God bless you. Next time, next week.
Divine Purpose is sponsored by Divine Purpose International. We hope you've been encouraged by today's program. Contact Evangelist Natalie Vaughn at DivinePurposeInternational.com or email info at DivinePurposeInternational.com. I'm Keith Peters with a tax tip from SRN News. Taxes are complicated. And when dealing with the Internal Revenue Service, it's good to be knowledgeable about your taxes. Know them cold. Or as Chuck Bentley, CEO of the largest Christian financial ministry in the world, Crowns, says, hire someone qualified who can help you with them. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you like to do your own tax returns, many times you'll just have a question about a gray area. 